Mood.tv Welcome back, everybody, to another tasty, tasty week of Let Me Ask You a Question. And we've got another guest in the house. We've got Carly Gwen. She's an actor, model, podcast host, stand-up comedian, hair and makeup artist, and former radio personality from Philadelphia. You can find her on Instagram at Hair Metal X. You can also check her out on IMDb, YouTube, TikTok, and her podcast is The Ladies of Metal Show on all platforms. If you need a visual, she's super short and small with blue hair and tattoos. And welcome to the show, Carly. Hey. Welcome. As usual, we got producer EJ5000. I'll drink to that. How's it going? Yeah, you were mid-toast right there. Sorry. Wait, are you are you drinking wine out of a bottle? How else would you drink it? You don't drink it out of a can. <laughs> Just making sure. I was like, that's either a really big beer or it's a bottle of wine. Yeah, that's some good drinking. And we got the Gregor man right there. Not as usual, but he is here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not as usual these days. Yeah, you're right. Thanks for showing up. <laughs> hey, yeah, I, I do what I can. Glad you could stop by. Well, I have digitally prepared a question for the week as usual. Digitally? <laughs> it's always diligent. You don't think it's diligent. Yeah, but you know, you know. Yeah, but that one wasn't diligent. That was digitalent. Oh, digital. oh, I said it wrong. Okay, okay. I digitally prepared a question. <laughs> Diligently. I digitally. <laughs> You use your fingers? What does that mean? <laughs> well, I'm off to a good start. That's what happens when you get to, um, you know, the third of these. <laughs> oh, my God. Ooh, tall boy Modelo. Nice. Then we're already off to a, a good start. Ah, oh, es para español digitally. I see. That's why. You're drinking Modelo. You sound like the Count right now. <laughs> Which is cool. If you want to do it as the Count, I'd be into it. One Modelo. Okay. I have diligently... <laughs> And the question is as follows. Can clothes be sexually attractive on their own terms or do they need a wearer to be sexually attractive? Now, I want to preface this by saying I'm not trying to kink shame at all in this question because I know we know there are people out there that are actually actively sexually attracted to clothes. However, I just kind of want to feel out our our feelings on that and so not that though we're removing that from the idea of it well i think that can become part of the conversation but i'm just sort of curious generally can clothes be sexually attractive sort of autonomously or do they need somebody wearing them to be sexually attractive does a mannequin count as somebody uh if you want to go the route of the mannequin let's talk about the mannequin have you ever stood and really no i was just thinking that's kind of like it's a it's a way around like saying like no it doesn't have to be on a person but it's got to be on a mannequin or a womanikin versus just like laying on like a bed okay so i'm just, I'm just asking just just spitball on here no absolutely uh, it's a yes it's a yes yeah for me and so i'm kind of trying to get past the yes into the why and like is it because of the assumed of what's going in it or does it have sexuality on its own? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Yes. I think what you're getting at is what I'm I've kind of interested in here is like, what is the aura that it has on its own, like divorced from the wearer? Like, is there something special there that actually gives it some kind of attractiveness on its own? Is it possible? Uh, yeah, maybe. I'm kind of stumped. I don't know about you guys. I feel like I, my gut reaction, I'm going to go with my gut reaction, yep. which is clothes are not sexual until someone's wearing them. I think I'm going to take that stand. Okay. Okay. So they do need like something to be a pun in order for them to actually have uh, some kind of attractiveness or like some kind of sexuality uh, put 
on them, like added later. Right. So does that now, because I think this is where my mind goes, and I think it makes me lean more towards the Eric side of yes, but is it like, would you say that the idea of like, if you know what it is, like, let's just say it's um, a piece of lingerie. Is that sexy? And if it's not, or if it is, is it only sexy because you know what it is doing later? And then, you know, because of that, does that make it then independently sexy because you know what it's going to be used for or how it's going to be used? I feel like this is something I've never thought about. <laughs> yeah, and well, I, I'm like, um, I'm not like a proud owner of many pieces of lingerie. And this is interesting also, cause I'm the only lady in the house tonight. And yes, you are. Um, so, I mean, honestly, I buy a lot. Most of my lingerie is just for me. Like, I don't know. I feel like I'm the worst. <laughs> like if I'm in a relationship, I'm like, you know, big old t-shirt and like pajama pants. And then like, I wear the lingerie when I'm alone. It's like, I love that. It's, it's a weird paradox, but, um, but I feel like, um, it's like a self-esteem thing. Like I'm like, Oh man, like, Hey, check out me. Or like, if I like, I'm on the Victoria's secret website or something like that. And I'm like, Ooh, like, those are so cute, but I'm not like, Oh, those are sexy. Like, I feel like I just want to like be able to show off what what's going on yes but not necessarily i don't think i've ever thought like wow that that bra is really sexy like i don't think i've ever thought that but maybe that's also like the male straight male side of things like maybe dudes be thinking that <laughs> i don't know <laughs> that's why like i'm that's why like i'm kind of on the fence though is because i feel like it's it, it depends on how anthony's question is kind of like being viewed because it's it's right. like I don't think I look at any clothing and say like, that's sexy. Mm -hmm. But if you know what it is intended for, you know, potentially then, then that in turn makes it sexy. Yeah. But now, now does that make that piece of clothing then sexy because of that? Or if not, is, is it because I'm thinking of the, you know, the purchase and after it's made and that's why it's sexy. So that's why I'm like, I'm kind of on the fence. I think I'm right in between and I'm just trying to figure out which way to fall. So I'm, I'm, I'm listening to what you're saying too, and I'm battling with the same ideas, but I am a yes. <laughs> and yeah. and I think it's interesting too. It's like we're talking about lingerie, which is very specific. And so that seems more clearly yes. But then also like a hoodie in context or out of context can be sexy too. But then that does seem to go more in line with the wear. Me, yeah, me picturing who is wearing it as opposed to just like Anthony said some of the some of some sort of kink of like there's something really uh feminine about certain types of lingerie even men's underwear there's something very i will say feminine about it and it's very interesting it's very delicate and i i find that interesting well you do wear the little skivvies i do wear the little skivvies <laughs> yeah you're a skivvy boy i'm a little skivvy boy i wear i like I, I find pleasure and i feel sexy in them <laughs> So I find them sexy. Wait, are they like Fruit of the Loom, Hanes? Are they garden variety? Are they something fancy? Yes, I, I have the full <laughs> gamut. I go, I got my Mondays, my Tuesdays, my Saturdays, my nighttimes, my mornings, my mimosas. You know, I have, I have, I have a slew. Do you, do you actually have any for particular occasions? Just out of curiosity, this is a bit of a tangent now. But is there any, like, do you have particular occasions, Gibbies? Well, they all fall under, uh, I stay at home because of COVID right now. But yes, there are certainly, I have confident, stuff like there's, there's colors and or cuts where like if I want to again for myself I have a job interview or something ain't nobody got to know about it but it's for me I totally do that 
I have a pair of underwear that I would wear to like a job interview. Yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah, I got a couple couple pairs like that, and then not to to completely tangentially bring this somewhere else, but digitally bring it wherever you would like. So as you know, as you guys know, or some of you all know, I had both of my nipples pierced at one point yeah. and then a tragic accident allowed me to have one. That's for me though. Like that's not for anybody else but me. And like, I find that for myself kind of, you know, it's, it's sexually empowering. It's neat. It's kind of like my underwear. It's like, that's for me to know. That's my secret. So that whenever I'm walking into an interview or into an awkward situation, I'm like, I got something you have no idea what's going on, you know? And like that can help out. And the same thing with the red skivvies or whatever it is. But to digress back into individualizing yeah. clothing versus, you know, I, I, I it kind of does matter on the type of clothing too, but I guess I just, uh, I also respect the process. Like so a designer designed these in most cases and they, they picked either uh, fuel or, or whatever material they, they picked. And I, I kind of find the whole creative idea behind garments interesting. Uh, yeah. Okay. This, so this is interesting. This is um, like something to it. Like I, I understand that there are items of clothing that we kind of, just affiliate with sex or sexuality. You know, you're talking about lingerie or underwear and things like that. But what I'm wondering, though, is if we zoom out and 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 talk about other items of clothing, is it just kind of I've, what I feel like is it's maybe just a lack of imagination. Like I've, I like sometimes I feel as though uh, the clothes can be. I'm just going to come out and say I usually wait until afterwards, but I think I'm just going to I'm just going to dive. I'm going to dive right in. Uh, yeah, I'm going to dive right. In. We could talk about something after. The, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. Yeah. But anyways, I, I feel as though clothes can be can be sexy in their own right or be attractive in their own right. But what I think what I have a problem with is because I personally I'm, I'm kind of with with Carly. I feel like I've never. I've literally never thought about it that way. Like I don't look at an article of clothing and get turned on, but I wonder actually if that's a lack of imagination on my part, because I feel like there's something that any article of clothing is kind of, um, it's like a formal version of the thing it gets put on, you know, like it gives personality to whatever it gets put onto. And so I wonder if there's something that could be basically sexy about that. Like there's, like, uh, for instance, a shirt or something like <laughs> gives gives whatever I'm working with <laughs> a little bit more personality. And so suddenly it's kind of speaking for me. And I wonder if there's something I don't know if there's anything there like well, that. May I, Anthony, like what in and from hopefully again, our listeners will will realize. And from personally, I know like you don't really like the pop pomp and circumstance. <laughs> we all can't talk about it. I love it. <laughs> you don't like the, the show and the magic zeal of the whole love making process. You 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 find you find the that whole side of it to not to take you out of it. Yes, that's interesting. So therefore I would think that anything that would be even tangentially related to said act would take you away from losing yourself in that act. So lingerie for you wouldn't be sexy because it's made supposedly for the purpose of that. Yeah, I I see what you're saying. Um yeah. And so if you see that, you're like, why would I think that's sexy? It's made for that. I'm not going to think it's sexy because you're trying to tell me it's sexy. Right. You know, it's exactly. Like that's why I'm wondering if it's actually if it goes beyond sort of those those things that we obviously kind of affiliate with with sex. Uh, and if there's something that can just be sexy about like an item of clothing that seems a little bit more utilitarian, but it still is is firing our imagination in a certain way. Um, yeah. Carly, go ahead. 
I was just thinking of like, do you guys know what like a cropped hoodie is? Mm-hmm. I do not. Like, uh, oh, it's just like um, maybe like a pullover hoodie, like a regular like kind of baggy hoodie, but it's like chopped in half. So like a lot of girls wear them with like, oh, oh, I see. Like sweatpants or like, I don't know, that's like kind of a thing. Now it's like a streetwear type of vibe. Um, and, but if you were looking at like a crop hoodie on a bed, like flat on a bed, it's like a square basically yeah, with a hood. Yeah. So, I mean, that's not overtly sexy or attractive necessarily, but if you put that on a girl, a very curvy woman that has like maybe bigger boobs and like bigger hips, you'd be like, Whoa, damn. Like, okay. Like <laughs> I never would have thought of it like that, but like, I feel, that's why I feel like I'm coming at it as like the person makes it sexy. Yeah, it needs the person. Yeah. I'm joining that camp. Right? Because I realized that well, I realized another thing um when when Anthony was talking and that is that like if I look at a piece of clothing let's just take that crop top hoodie. Mm-hmm. Okay? And my wife wears it. It's sexy. If Anthony wears it, <laughs> I don't think it's that sexy. That's true. Thanks. Therefore, it is absolutely about the application of that crop top hoodie. I mean, on Anthony, it would be sexy in a different way, I guess. Um, you know, knowing him for as long as I have, but uh, when it comes right down to it, I think I think that that I think that point puts me in the Carly and Anthony camp and leaves EJ on his own island. I'll, I'll die on this island because okay. you know it's my own thing. Anthony said he wasn't going to kink shame me, so we're going to stand by that. God damn it! No, there is um, no absolutely no kink shaming here at all. This just had me thinking right now, which. Uh, Hopefully this doesn't get dubious and I and I and, and I don't want to sound ignorant here, but within COVID times, we've all had masks on, right? And so I'm a music teacher, uh, aside from being everything else under the sun. And so I've uh if I have a, a a student in person, I don't see their face, but if I have them virtually, I see their face. Okay. And so because of snow and stuff, I see some people's faces I've never seen before after months and months and months and months, right? So I think it's really interesting because we kind of have an imagination of what these people look like, whoever they are. Have you guys seen people's faces and been like so wrong? Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. I'm mostly very wrong. Absolutely. And so not to equate that to sexuality directly, but I think it's really interesting because I could see an article of clothing and it's like almost the reverse of that where I'm seeing this mask and I'm making up the rest of the person because I can't see it. I also can do that with most articles of clothing where if like I, you know, and I'm sure that's a lot of it is is learned. A lot of it is stuff that I've experienced. So like there's certain types of hoodies that have certain types of cuts that I'll think of a certain type of person. And so there just seeing the item of clothing is inherently sexy just because of sure my sense memories with said item. But there's also other items that I'll see like that I have no memory of or I don't have an imaginative quality, which is really interesting too. like. I, I can't tell you why or how, but this certainly is a thing. There's certain items of clothing that I'm like, oh, I, that that gives me a feel. And there's other ones. And they don't have to, again, we're not talking about lingerie here. We're getting away from that. So like the crop top hoodie, though, I agree. It, it doesn't even look like clothing. It just looks absurd when you see it. Yeah. <laughs> but but there's other things that I see that are like I'm like, oh, okay, that that must somewhere in in my sense memories in the past have rubbed me the right way or the wrong way there's also stuff too that like art would be inherently a turn on like you're saying anthony i think like this is supposed to be something but it doesn't for me probably because of a memory that i've had or an experience that i've had so i feel like it's probably very personal and down to the item of clothing even if it's the color of the clothing of said item that's, that that's super interesting and what i'm well thank one, you 
<laughs> You're still wrong, but it's interesting. No, 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 no. I'm I'm agreeing. I'm agreeing here with with EJ. But what I'm wondering now is because I like the idea of moving away from like just straight up lingerie and getting to things that are a little bit more broad. And what I'm wondering now is, is there something actually that can be sexier the further you move away from lingerie or things that are are just more um, obviously affiliated with sex. Like if we move further away from that, is there something that now requires our imagination a little bit more? Like an extreme case would be something like a burqa, you know, like it hides everything. But there's something that fascinates you. There's something so much more sexually engaging about something like that. Mm -hmm. And so I'm wondering if um, and of course, this could be a very cultural thing. And, and perhaps in other cultures, you could see a burqa with no person in it, you know, and like it just it, it could fire mm. your imagination in different ways. That is actually much more interesting than how um, it, like in American culture, I think we, we tend to go right to the lingerie, you know, which which is which is fine and interesting. And like there is also. There's also art to all of this. But what I'm wondering, though, is the further that we move away, is there something that could actually even be more sexual? The first thing I thought of when you were saying that about like burkas is like that kind of like campy, stereotypical thing where like a woman's wearing like a long trench coat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And like maybe there's like lingerie underneath. Maybe not. But it's like the mystery. I think exactly. Honestly, I get that. Like I'm, um, I'm also a model. Um, so I get that a lot online. Like I don't ever shoot nude content, but I do get a lot of people that comment that are like, actually like, this is like more mysterious and like sexy because we can't, we don't know like what's there. Yes. So I feel like I'm a bigger fan of that. So like I'm definitely on team trench coat for sure. Yeah, I've also had tons of women tell me to put more clothes on. So I agree with you. Oh, look at that. <laughs> but that's what I was going to say, though. Is that because it's you wearing it and then, you know, and that's what's if you see that trench coat again, just lying on a bed. Right. Is it sexy because you don't know? Or how much of it? If you were if you were wearing your mask, too, would people be more into it because they they create more of the fantasy or or, right. or less yeah or, or you know or but i still think that makes the article itself just obligatory it doesn't matter it's it's the the um like how it's being referenced essentially on somebody to to what makes it that mystery that 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 sexiness i guess now what i'm wondering though is is like now that we're going in, in this direction or think about some, another thing like uh, like a kimono you know, like I love the idea that it's all of this form. It's like form versus I feel like I come back to this a lot, but it's form versus content. Like if content is the body or the act of sex or something, it's how we wrap it up in an interesting way that is so much more uh, like titillating in a way than than anything. Once you get down to the actual sex, it's, you know, it's just you can have great sex or not have great sex, whatever. But it's really the road that leads there and and the ways that do it. And so and and what I'm thinking is that maybe something like a trench coat or or a kimono or a burqa is actually much more in some way sexually appealing like both of them I, I don't know. both I of think, the, are all three of those examples i think are, are a little complicated too because they are in the zeitgeist of being a single item to be removed to reveal everything oh i see so yes. so that's another interesting layer because like you don't see someone like decked out in snowboarding gear and have that same feeling as if they're wearing a kimono or if they're wearing so uh there i think there is something i don't know if that's cultural or if it is just like the the obvious it's like a one thing that you're removing to see most things but 
there is something there. I think that's interesting. Like the bathrobe is another of those cliches that falls into that. Uh, a single item that reveals that that covers most, and then is revealed to be whatever, whatever the imagination, I guess, would be. I wonder if there's the opposite in fashion, like a Russian nesting doll, where like there's more and more <laughs> articles of clothing. <laughs> it's always kind of forever put off to get getting to the actual body. I, don't, I wonder if that exists anywhere. Uh, high fashion can get real silly. And, uh, you know, I respect fashion, but it gets real, real, real silly. So I'm sure, I'm sure. I just don't understand <laughs> Different it. road I don't want to go down. I, just, I don't really get it. I, I mean, I, I don't know. But I also, I don't, I don't get a, a lot of things in the art world, I feel like. So there's that. I mean, you know me. I definitely don't get a lot of things in the art world. But high fashion is definitely high on my list of things I like to <laughs> debate against. Um, all right. Well, why don't we we'll take a little break and we will be we will be right back uh, to chat a little bit more. All right, everybody have fun. Put on your Komodo or your burka or whatever. Welcome back, everybody. I hope you had a wonderful, wonderful break. Uh, so let's take a moment to detour and talk a little bit about Carly's podcast, Ladies of Metal. So tell us like the history of this podcast and how long you've been doing it for and any any highs or lows, just whatever you want to talk about with the podcast. Dish. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So the podcast is the Ladies of Metal show. It's based on uh, a group, a modeling agency um, that I was in for a really long time, like eight or nine years called Ladies of Metal. Um, it originated during the MySpace era. So it's been around for a really long time. Tom knows yeah, what Tom knows. Then, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Everybody loved the MySpace. That was like my time. I loved MySpace so much. Um, and I remember loving their page and I was a fan first. And then when Facebook came around, they slowly transitioned into Facebook. And then once I felt like I was like cool enough, <laughs> I applied because I was like a little bit younger than like, you know, I was still like a teenager when I found their page. It wasn't, it probably wasn't cool to be on there, yeah. but um, like after college and I had been modeling a little bit in college, I was like, you know, I think I'm going to do it. Like, I just like love this group. And it was cool because it's basically like, if you know, suicide girls, it's kind of like that. But instead of like, a subscription site where you pay to see nude content. It's a free page and website where you can go and see girls that love metal. So we don't shoot nude content. It's not like that. It's alternative modeling. And then we also did a lot of collaborations with metal bands. So you'd see a lot of our girls like on merch websites for our bands that we were partnered with. Oh, cool. So it was really cool. Like you'd see our girls in music videos and, um, but when, when I joined and I was accepted, I was like, there's no like direct music 
component to this agency. And it's like a music-based agency. So it seemed kind of odd. And I had come from a radio background uh, professionally. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to start my own radio station. Like this has always been kind of like a dream of mine. So I programmed an online radio station and it was ladies of metal radio. I programmed all the music. I did all of the imaging, like a regular radio station that you would hear on an FM radio. Um, but you could stream it online. So it was on the tune in radio app and it was like so much fun. And I would do like little updates every week. Um, and just kind of make sure everybody knew about like tours and records coming out. And it was just like a passion project. Like I didn't ever make any money off of it, but I actually ended up liking that more than the modeling side of things. So Hmm. once like, I don't know, 2017 rolled around, like podcasts were kind of like becoming more of a thing and gaining a little more steam with like audiences and stuff. And I was like, I think I could do that. Like, I'm just going to try. So I did a lot of research and like figured out how to get like, different platforms, like how to get a show on multiple platforms. I was like, I'm just going to do it. And so in 2018, I uh, premiered the ladies of metal show, which was basically the podcast version of the ladies of metal radio that I had already been doing for years. And it was kind of like the next step in, in media and, you know, kind of the, the next natural step, I guess. So I was, I had always been interviewing bands at shows. Like whenever I would go to a show in Philly, I would just interview the band and either put it up on the radio station or put it on YouTube or whatever. And I had started doing that in college. So by the time the podcast came out, I had been interviewing bands for about eight years and it was always so fun. And I was like, I can't believe I get to do this. This It's so cool. Um, So that's basically the basis of the podcast. It's like 30 minute ish metal interviews. So this isn't really, I I, I don't know how to kind of like make it specific, like genre wise, but it's not classic metal like um okay i was gonna ask for the people that do know because some people don't know yeah but like where where does it sit do we go post hardcore do we have hardcore is it is it everywhere it's post hardcore it's hardcore it's metalcore it's a lot of metalcore because that's like my favorite genre it's um i don't know i'm just gonna name drop a couple bands just just to like kind of paint the picture it's so it's not Metallica. It's not Iron Maiden. It's not old band, older bands like that. This is like August Burns Red, Parkway Drive, Kill Switch Engage. Kind of, I, I hate to use the term warp tour bands, but it's kind of that side of things more than like the Ozfest side of things. Oh yeah. Yep. If that makes sense. Yeah. This is like scene bands. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the with that term, but these would be bands that are from like MySpace and like hot, like hot topic type of bands but not like you, you would never hear these bands on the radio. That's amazing. That's actually, that's so cool. Do you have any now that you're like really digging into? Is there so, like that question? Are you listening to anybody now? What, what are you listening to or who are you promoting now that you really can stand behind their work? Yeah. So, um, I actually would love for like this band to blow up. Um, it's like the most recent episode of my podcast, um, with a band called Ascent Like Wolves. And since you guys are all from Pennsylvania originally, this is like perfect. They're from Reading, Pennsylvania. Yeah, Reading. And yeah, and they're like the coolest group of dudes. I feel like you would never be able to tell they're in a band. They're not like glammed up or anything. They're just like normal dudes and they're amazing musicians. And they kind of grew up in the CI Records scene, which is like August Burns Red is like the biggest example of that scene. And um, yeah, so they had some really good like mentors and they just have such a cool sound. And I'm a huge fan of metal bands with two singers. So they'll have like a like screaming vocals and clean vocals. I think oh, that's, like, that's such interesting. a cool sound. 
Yeah. I always, I always um, like that. I think in, 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 in general. Yeah. My favorite band ever of all time is under oath. And that's like the first band that I had heard that had this kind of two singer dynamics. I think that's probably why I think that's like so awesome. So yeah. So this band descent like wolves is putting out a new record um, on February 19th and it's like their first full length in a while and they weren't sure if they were a band anymore. So I'm really excited that they went through with this. And I had their singer, Al, who's a good friend of mine on the show uh, recently. So that's my, my newest episode. And they have like five singles out ahead of the record release. So I, I feel like I kind of already heard the whole record. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was also super cool because two of my favorite songs on the record, I got to be in the music videos for. So, nice. Oh, that's cool. I that's feel cool. super cool. <laughs> that is super cool. <laughs> I've been in zero music videos. <laughs> so you're nailing it. I mean, it's super fun. I feel like um, I kind of like grew up in high school watching music videos before going to school, like on Fuse and MTV and stuff. And I was like, oh man, it'd be so cool to be in a music video, like be the girl in the music video. And like, that was me now. Like, I've it's like You're a doing self-fulfilling it. prophecy. Yeah. So um, yeah, so the fact that they like wanted me to be in it and like called me twice, like that's super cool. Um, so yeah, so I've just been trying to do like everything I can to promote them because they're awesome. And it's not like, oh, check out my friend's band. Like they're actually like so good. So yeah. <laughs> on top of that, they're cool people and they're, they're my friends. So yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I mean, how cool that, I mean, you did, you kind of created this whole world yourself. That's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. So big congrats on that. That's extraordinary. Thank you. I'm going to go out on a limb and say we were probably at some of the same Under Oath concerts <gasps> back in the day. Greg, that's amazing. <laughs> I used to drive around. I had, I had a couple of buddies uh, specifically, my buddy Dan and, and Joe. Oh, no, EJ knows Joe Furry. Um, but yeah, we used to, me, me and those two guys would go on some road tours from... <gasps> from Bushkill and just go see our favorite bands and under oh Oath. definitely think there was, there was a solid, a solid eight or nine shows that we probably went to. So I'm sure our paths have crossed in some way, shape or form without ever knowing. For it. sure. I'm going to show you this real quick. I mean, the listeners won't be able to see, but I have my first <laughs> tattoo is an under oath tattoo. It's right here. Oh, <laughs> and it's like one of my favorite ones. Cause I was like, what am I going to get as my first tattoo? I don't want to regret it. I'm just like, I'm going to get my favorite band on the planet. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so. That's why I got this Sharon Lois and Bram elephant show song. Skin me to rink. Man, I got kicking. the same one and we didn't even, we didn't even plan it out. I love you. <laughs> oh my God. Perfect. I <laughs> oh, mean, if we all had to get the tattoo of the first concert we ever went to, that would be. That was it. Sharon Lowe's and Bram's Elephant Show was literally the first concert I ever went to. Just saying. Yeah. And mine was full Steve Miller band. I got to get an Abracadabra tattoo. Oh, my God. Was that was your first Steve Miller band? Steve Miller band was my first concert that I was ever brought to by. Dude, there's no shame in Steve Miller. Hey, band, I got to say. No, I had, I had a great time from what I. From what I remember, Bigwig might have been my first concert, but I don't remember. Oh, really? Right on. Okay. Well, to bring it full circle, to to round it out here, and actually, this is interesting. So, Carly, that that you are a model, this is an interesting perspective now because I think I'm coming around. I think I kind of agree that, at least to me personally, and this is a personal thing, but I think uh, clothes. I think they do they do need a wearer. I think there's there's not enough magic on their own. However, I I am trying to kind of romanticize clothes on their own. On their own Don't terms. kink like shame me, Anthony. Well, no, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's like, I want the kink. I wish I had, the, like, I wish I had the imagination that enabled me 
to kind of like look at an article of clothing and uh, clothing and feel something more than it's just like utility. You know, it's, it's I think I agree, though. I think that's why I was on the fence. I, I think I wanted to be on EJ's side. But the more and more I thought about it, the more and more I'm like, no, I think it's my own imagination that's taking me to a place that is making me feel like the clothing is the sexy object. But really, it's not. It's an accessory. Well, come with me on this Willy Wonka ride. And like, if if you want to be that way, too, again, we don't have to sexualize clothing on another. We can sexualize it for ourselves. Right. So sometimes I look at a piece of clothing and then I feel sexy. Yeah. And sometimes I look at a piece of clothing and then I picture a sexual encounter. So not to completely re- uh, to reset the whole show and go back, but like there can be, there's there's more than one fold of what sexy can be. Does it make you feel sexy? Do you see it and then be like, ah, I can picture myself or I, or, or what have you? So I agree, but it's still to me, it's still an accessory. I am sexy, and I just these this this shirt that I'm wearing just helps enhance that. Uh, the Tottenham Hotspur <laughs> shirt. The Tottenham Hotspurs right now. Pretty hot. I yeah. envy you. Are I envy that. Me feel so good because they had a great victory today. <laughs> But that's beside the point. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Isn't that what they say? That is what they say. Well done, Anthony. I am impressed. I don't know how I'm, I know nothing about sports, but I you know that. You are not that. a sports guy. I'm not a sports guy. No, but for some reason, I know that. But he's a cowboy guy, so. <laughs> I just like Spurs. I'm more of a cowboy man myself. Okay, but to, to, to then flip it around, though, Carly, to go back to it. What I'm, like what, Now... Do you think that it's possible, like as somebody that's done modeling, can you do the exact opposite? Do you think a good model can take any art article of clothing and, and make something out of it, depending on the confidence? Yeah, actually, I, I just did that. I, I was trying to challenge myself a little bit because I have to create so much content for my Instagram. Like I post every day oh, and wow. I have three different accounts. So it's it's a lot. Yeah. Um, So I have to kind of get creative. And since it's like, still COVID times. I'm definitely not like out like shopping as much and different. So I'm kind of like making do with what I have. And I have this like kind of business blazer that I wear on interviews sometimes. And I was like, what could I do with this business blazer? Like overtly, like it's kind of like a little Hillary Clinton-y, I want to say. <laughs> so like, <laughs> so is that, is that Royal blue? Is it, is it blue? No, it's more of like a tweed. Oh, tweed. okay. A tweed. A little and librarian action going on. Yes. Yeah. It seems a little professorial. Yeah, but honey, I definitely, I am, I'm feeling what you're saying about Hillary though. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like it's not really like uh, I don't know. I guess it's sort of fitted. It's not like a square box or anything, but it's like, you would not be like, wow, that's, that's hot. Right. Okay. So, but I was like, I could class this up a little bit. So I like got some little glasses. I don't wear glasses, but I love glasses. So I have a bunch of them in like different colors. And I like did some like red lipstick and then I wore the Hillary Clinton blazer but then didn't wear anything under it. So I just had it like kind of closed a little. Yep. And I was like, hmm. Oh, okay, Hillary. Okay. <laughs> so I think if you could class up a Hillary Clinton blazer, you can you can kind of make anything sexy, I think, if you accessorize it correctly. And if you, yeah, like you said, like if you have that kind of like air of confidence 
And you're like, you know what? I'm rocking this blazer. Hey. So So maybe to come back to it, though, maybe it's a little bit of both then. Maybe it's having the foresight to see an object and see that this object could could be imaginatively sexual or attractive or, or sexy or however you want to call it. Yeah. And that but, whole chaos magic thing. Yes. But it's up to the recombining with your own imagination and how you then perform it. Yeah. Like maybe it needs a little bit of both. Maybe the objects do in themselves actually have some kind of quality that it's up to you to unlock. So maybe it is both. Right. Yeah. Whether it's a history or a future. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You have to like see the potential in something. Right. Because like we were saying earlier, lingerie is obviously like. That's like the go to. Yes. 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 Of course. We get it. It's built up. Yeah. There's a lot of pressure either way. Right. But I feel like in to some extent, I feel like. I look really good when I wear like high-waisted jeans and a crop top and like, okay, so I'm all covered. It's not like I, I'm all my skin's out, but I feel like you can see my frame and my shape very well. And like these clothes fit me really well. So I, yeah, I think it, it kind of is seeing that potential and like also the confidence of the person wearing it. If you could only wear crop hoodies from now on, do you feel as though you'd be able to bring the confidence to it and then make this like the next level of like, this is just going to be patently attractive <laughs> because of the confidence you have from the modeling. You feel like it's possible to kind of be, be dealt any card now. And you can say, and you can say, you know what, I can take, I could take this and I can make something out of it. Like, is this blazer thing that you did going to be like a gateway to all kinds of things that you would have never really worn, but now like you've blown the doors open. I feel like probably because, um, I feel like I I kind of like back myself into like a hot topic corner sometimes. Like all my stuff is very like gothy and like fishnetty and stuff. But then I'm like, hot I need to, yo, you can still go in the hot topic. <laughs> hot topic is still there for you. Um, like I want to have a day where I go into hot topic and then I go into Spencer's and I relive all the good days. I'm also a model for Spencer's. So that's fun. Like, that's fantastic. Yeah. So that's really funny. Are there ever items that Spencer's gives you to model and you go, Okay, I can imaginatively work with this. Yeah, a lot of times when I'm doing like uh, T-shirts, I see they don't fit me because I'm like an extra small and they never have extra small. So I get like mediums and larges a lot. I don't know why, but I like I'll tie it so it fits a little better. And then like one time, I don't know why I like won't let this go. They gave me this like floor length cheetah skirt from the Snooky collection. And I was like, this is not cute at all but i chip clipped it and i was like okay we got a little booty going on like this is like not looking horrible like okay i'm gonna make this work like you, i think you just gotta have like yeah that foresight to be like i'm just Carly, gonna... these, these are all new horizons yes but like you said that's my thing though none of these things though you throw on the bed and think that's sexy you're like how do i make this sexy yeah. That's why I think I fell to that side of the fence. I'm still backing up that point. Yes. I'm coming a little bit more to your guys' side to because we're wrapping it up. I'm sure that any time that I have thought that an item was as such is probably because the person who was wearing it at the time at least exuded a confidence, whether it was feigned or it was actual. Yeah, I just think I think it is a little bit of both. I think this conversation initially, you know, I was wondering because I was firmly not in the camp that the, that the clothes themselves can have some kind of a sexuality. However, I'm thinking now as we've moved along that it actually, it does really take both because to even have the foresight, I think you have to be able to kind of put together some kind of weird, attractive or sexuality to the object itself. And then 
and and then after you do that, then you add your confidence and you can make it something for, you know. Superman puts on the cape, but he's super already, but he needs the cape to feel super. Yes, yes, exactly. <gasps> That's perfect. That's exactly right. <laughs> That's exactly right. Right? Yeah, it's a little both. Yeah. So I think maybe I think maybe we're I'm right in the middle. I'm coming down in the middle here. Yeah, but I'm going to go back. If Anthony puts on a Superman suit with a cape, I ain't going to think he's Superman. But it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter as long as I believe it. That's the important thing. As long as I believe. Yeah, as long as you believe it. Exactly. I mean, if Anthony wore that, still looked like he did and then picked up a bus, I'd be like, oh, shit, I was wrong. I feel like if I dressed in a Superman costume, I would oddly become less confident. That's right. Yeah, likewise. Yeah. <laughs> it's all cotton. It's no good. It's a bad scene for a body like yours or mine, Anthony. <laughs> well, it's also the thing about like just heroes in general. I think there would be high expectations of me. <laughs> Suddenly, I would become very aware that like if something's going wrong, I'm the person that people are going to look to to fix it. And I think I would just be. <laughs> I would actually become a. An, a more awful person than I already am. <laughs> like, sorry, this is just my Tuesday outfit. Well, I wish. I wish I had. I wish I had the sort of confidence that you have, Carly, to be able to kind of find something that you go, you know what? This is unattractive. That's correct. Until it meets me. <laughs> or able to put yourself in that mindset, because that really is what what we all achieve, right? Like we're, we're, we're all kind of confident, but we're all kind of shy, every single one of us. And we kind of like use what it is to to be that super person in that moment, right? I mean, I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe some of us actually have confidence, but I feel like we're all kind of on that fence uh, all the time. And and there's certain ones of us when we talk publicly uh, that that pretend like we're more confident than we actually are. But I, I could be wrong about. Oh that. yeah, I think you got to fake it to make it. I think there's something to that for sure. And that's why you wear your interview underwear. And that's why I wear my. I've got. I've got like when I'm in a rehearsal room that I know is going to be a very stressful scenario. I have particular socks that I wear. It's actually much more than underwear. I have socks that I wear. I have all manner of weird socks because I feel like as a musician, when you're wearing all black and you're playing in a pit orchestra, it's the only thing you can do to actually have some kind of a personality. Hmm. And so I've got all kinds of weird socks that I like to wear, and those are the kinds of things that I'll show up to a rehearsal in as kind of my. Um, uh, my weirdly imbued with some kind of magic item. But maybe we all have that. I don't know. I had no idea that dudes had like a little something, something in their little underwear drawer that was like a special thing. That's like so funny. Well, the three of us are not dudes, so don't judge us based on other men. Yeah, yeah. but I appreciate I appreciate the, the sentiment. I don't mind saying it. I got I got one pair of MeUndies and now I have a fleet of MeUndies. They're just comfortable and I love them. We are not sponsored, would love to be, but we're not. But I Meredith mean, bought me some MeUndies, but I um, I, it's like it's like ten pounds of shit in a five pound bag. I just don't really, <laughs> I just don't really fit in them. But I could see how they could be comfortable. The fabric feels very nice. It's very nice. It's very <laughs> Do you wear them to? Or is it a confidence building thing though? Do you wear them to interviews? No, it's a comfort thing just for me. Confident. I mean, like I said, there's I have officially gotten rid of everything that is not MeUndies. I only own MeUndies. Oh wow, you've really changed over the whole. System. I've gone over, and then I've I've been you know they 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 last a long time, but they wear like anything else so i am back on my subscription uh thanks to my wife for christmas and yeah now uh, they're, they're just rolling in monthly so greg man do you have though a pair of underwear like a particular do you have something like what we're talking about like if you have to go to a important date is there something that you like to put on as a little wink to yourself <laughs> that's going to give you that extra zhuzh um i mean for me it's as long as it's not something like i i i mean i'd say no but at the same time like when i can wear a suit 
I like to. I feel really good in a suit. Like looking like looking real. Oh, yeah, good. you're not doing any winking though. It's it's yeah, just looking good generally. But it's not it's no it's that's not winking. That's just like straight up in your face. Yeah, but you got that Clark Kent body too. So no, like, I don't. <laughs> you got calves for days, bro. I mean like nice calves. Yeah, hey, listen, well that's what I was gonna say. When I when I finally realized when when they came out with those like stretchy jeans and I'm like, I don't have to like fight my way into skinny jeans, but I can still wear jeans that aren't like baggy anymore. Oh. Changed my life because I mean, like, you know. That my, I got I got those those good looking thighs and them good looking calves so like I like to accentuate those as much as I can. Yeah, I need I need forgiveness jeans for sure. That's they're the best. Uh, and finally for you for you Carly, I know that you you are in fact a model and so you spend a lot of time thinking about this kind of stuff. But is there something that you kind of wink to yourself that you have under everything else, no matter what kind of clothes it is? Is there something particular that you do for yourself, like in an important meeting scenario or an interview? Like, is there something that you, that builds confidence that only you know about? You know, what's really funny this whole time that you guys have been talking about that. I'm like, I don't do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't even know that was a thing. Like I have never heard of that before, but now I'm like dying. And I feel like I need to ask all my guy friends, like, is this just a dude thing? It's probably an ugly, weird dude thing. Uh, like, you know, so if you know ugly, weird dudes, then probably like uh, I, I, there's a lot of work that gets me out of bed in the morning. It's just it don't just happen. And then I got to go do other even from even covid camera stuff. I'm you know, there's a lot of work involved. So I do a lot of chaos magic, as I like to say loosely. And there's a lot of there's a lot of pieces involved in this puzzle. But uh, the Philly thing is a real thing. And the Philly confidence is, I got to say, uniquely very Philly too. Oh, so for sure. I also would be curious. So I, you would ask your your male friends. I'd be curious to see what they have to say. I'm also curious about women though too. Like I know, Carly, you do not do that. But I do wonder if women, if women do do that or if it's definitely particularly much more of a man thing to be doing, which I mean, I could see either way. I don't I don't really know, but I'm kind of curious. Now I just kind of want to ask everybody I know if they wear something. I know. Like if there's something. I think I am going to ask everyone I know. I feel like I need to put it in like like a poll in my Instagram story. I like <laughs> need to people to weigh in on this. Yeah, I'm actually genuinely curious now because clearly, uh, you know, I guess, well, only half of us because Greg Amand doesn't really do that. He likes to look nice in his suit, which is, you know, which is great. I yeah, I don't have the thing. The anymore. most handsome out of the three of us doesn't need to do things to make himself feel handsome. Big surprise. Yeah, <laughs> it's just ugly I mean, guy. Hey, listen, I did switch over. I ha I got like two pairs of the solid meandies and I was like, you know what? No, I want all patterned. So those are always under underneath everything. Oh my I will gosh. say that. But they're not magical, though. You're not They're They're more practical. They just feel good. No, these are sushis, man. Oh, oh, shit. oh <laughs> so when you put on the sushi undies, do you feel as though like I've got a little secret? You don't know. <laughs> That's the thing now, because like I said, I had like three pairs of the solid and that was it because I was like, now everything is a pattern. And I mean, when I first because when I first got them, I'm like, That's a little ridiculous. Like I have to have some solid ones for like professional things. And I'm like, nobody's going to see these. So like it's more fun, yeah. Like I, I know I got sushi's under there, or like I have, um, like photo cameras, and I, I think, yep. I don't know if I have them on the way, or I thought I had them on the way. There were ones with baby Yodas on them, like perfect. It's just fun. Yeah, I do the same thing with with the socks. I'm in the sock department because what's fun about socks is it's like, it's kind of like, uh, like you look totally normal, but like you know your ear is painted a different color. It's like very subtle, but uh, people can notice it still. Yeah. So I've got a lot of socks with like birds on them and things like that. Like I love bird socks for some weird mm -hmm. reason, but 
But it's interesting like though because they also I do like birds, but they also they're also a good conversation starter in that way. So it's not totally a secret. It's not just a wink to myself. But I do have like I do have important scenario undies. <laughs> so I guess there is something kind of magical in my head about that. So all right, half of us, half of us do that. I got dogs. Oh my god. Oh, I love it. I, had, I have sloths. <laughs> I got I got them all, man. There's there's a ton. Oh, you always have a party. There's always I that's why and that's why me undies are fun. My underwear are generally very boring, extremely boring, the most garden variety, just strictly, strictly <laughs> there is the thing that needs to be between my pants and my other stuff. What are you are you, are you a Hanes man or are you a fruit it's, of the loop? Yeah, man? it's like it's like whatever I could find. Hanes is fine. Like I have no like maybe this is why my life is the way it is. is I, I'm not wearing enough fancy undies. I can't go back. Like I will I will venture out and maybe like I've been thinking recently I want to try other companies of fancy undies but I will never not do like the gimmicky you know the podcast ad undies like all like you know Duluth trading company I feel like I might try out sometime there's so many but like I'll never I don't think I'll ever go back to Hanes and Fruit of the Loom even if they're putting out their version of these I'm like nah guys my favorite is this brand is called Saran (laughs) Saran Saran yeah I love it (laughs) Saran wrap anyway Let's wrap it up. We got very few minutes left. Speaking of wrapping. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, we only have three minutes. Oh, my God. Okay. Carly, tell everybody, because we're, we were running out of time. Tell, tell everybody where they can find you on social media and find your show. Yes. So you can find me on social media on Instagram at hair metal X. Hair because I do hair metal because I love metal. Hair metal X. There we go. And um, my show is at the Ladies of Metal Show on Instagram. And also, if you search it on any platform that you listen to podcasts, it's just the Ladies of Metal Show and it'll pop up. Thank you so much for coming on our show. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is so much fun. We'll have a, a thousand links on over at moot.tv, which is where we post our episodes always. But of course, you can find it on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, wherever. But you'll see links to her show wherever you can find them on our Instagram, which will be Lamayak Pod, on our Twitter, which will be Lamayak Pod, on our Reddit, which will be Lamayak Pod, and on our Facebook, which is Let Me Ask You a Question podcast. And don't forget to text us at 929 352 6173. You can just click that link. And what you can do, and what we would love, is you can either hit us with your questions, things you've been mulling over, or respond to things that we've been talking about because I would love to get some of the Mm -hmm. feedback. We've been a lot more active on Insta with pulling the audience and getting people's opinions on different things that have come up on the show. And I love hearing that stuff. So please, 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 please text and let us know what you're thinking because we would love to talk about it or at least address it on the show. You can also send us emails at let me ask you a question podcast at gmail.com. And I think that's, I think that's Moot. good. TV. We go to, oh, go to Moot.tv. Buy swag. Buy, buy all the swag. store link. Yeah. Buy something. It's the best way to support us. Other than click on any Let Me Ask You a Question link over at Moot.tv. That's the web address. And you'll see a donate button. Just give us give us money straight up. I mean, come on. That's Why aren't you giving me way. money? What's wrong with you? <laughs> and in the meantime, find the weirdest article of clothing in your house and make it sexy. Like, I'm going to go on an adventure tonight in light of this conversation. Sounds, sounds awfully nice. So... My eyes are open. I got a lampshade and a, and a pair of ugly curtains. I'm going to make into something fabulous. And you could. It's all in the personality, which I love. I'm going to. This is very uplifting. I feel good now. I'm going to have a lilt in my step after this. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, this is great. So thank you so much for coming on the show. And of course. Uh, 
everybody, until next week, this is Let Me Ask You a Question. Mood.tv. I got my Mondays, my Tuesdays, my Saturdays, my night times, my mornings, my mimosas. You know, I have I have I have a slew.